happy Monday, J&J. Zoom this week with the bomb. I love those peeps. Great stories and fantastic information. Yeah. I wonder how, so Ashley, I wonder how Les is doing today. Was that not the funniest story? Guys, I'm telling you, you got to join the Zoom. You got to do the Zoom Tuesdays at three o'clock. You just got to. One of our Zoom people, so if you're part of our Patreon channel on the $10 and up, it's 10 bucks a month, guys. Just put it this way. Last night's Zoom with Les's story is worth two months worth of fucking Zooms. He had the funniest story. He had the funniest story. I, you could, Les, like L-E-S? Yeah, yeah, Les, yeah. Yeah, he's he he is he the way he delivered the story. He's just like it's just like it's, it was wonderful. It was wonderful. It was wonderful. It was really truly wonderful. Next. Hey, we're live. How's everybody going? How's everybody doing? Stopping by to give thanks. Continuing education for dog owners and trainers is mandatory. Grateful. Awesome. Dogs just stop doing bad shit. It's incredible. And then you get to start training your dog. <laughs> hey everybody happy wednesday oh. hey how are you Joel? i'm fantastic how's your day um eventful good awesome yeah me too got Busy. a lot done still not done i still got this uh i just filmed another man in the arena nice a man in the arena remember the dog um obviously you work with the dog um um uh i filmed a video a couple days ago the day after the the bear. bear came in, but I got it. I got it off to um, Mackenzie, and I'm just like trying to trying to come up with different concepts for it. But it's mm. a, um, a man in the arena. Man in the arena is where we actually like like we show our work, mm -hmm. and um, it's going to be a long video. I'm looking at it now, but if you watch this one video, there's three things I go over in this video. It literally will change your life with your dog. One Did video. you work him today in the video? Um, I wouldn't call working him. I worked with him. So we did three things, and you'll see that when you see the video, um, you'll be able to. Oh, I'm gonna wait for the exclusive no, I'll content. Tell, I'll tell you, but I'm just saying though, I want people to be. Able I have to, to do wait it. to watch the content too, oh, guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't yeah. even know what's going on oh, around yeah, here yeah, anymore. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, hey guys, how are you? This is Jeff Gelman of Solid Canine Training. This is the lovely Joel, and this is the What Would Jeff Do Show, where you bring your questions, which are, if you notice, how do I stop? How do I stop? How do I stop? How do I stop? The reason is, I point out, is because we use the word punishment a lot. Now, punishment is not abuse. That has been hijacked. Punishment is the opposite of a reward. Punishment eliminates, decreases, lessens the chance of the behavior coming back or even starting. Okay? Now, we also do something called Jeff Gelman seminars. They are called Jeff Gelman problem-solving seminars. Whenever you go to a seminar, find out what it's about. <laughs> Like, uh, hold on here. Jeff thought, Gelman's puppy training I thought seminars. this was like a raw feeding. Feed your dogs raw. I heard you feed your dogs raw, Jeff. You're doing a seminar. I thought you were going to be talking about raw feeding. No, it's a problem-solving seminar where, again, you bring the worst of your worst dogs. I don't care how out of control your dog is. I don't care that your dog can't walk past dogs. Your dog, by the end of day two, probably by the end of day one, your out-of-control dog will be doing a downstay within one meter of another dog. Every seminar I do, there's always a photo of 20 dogs all calmly lying down next to each other. Dogs weaving in and out of each other, literally brushing up against each other. All these reactive dogs, none of them are reactive. By the way, I'm not touching any of them. These are the owners handling the dogs. 
Yes, I work the dog. I show the owner what to do. This is all owners doing it. You, you walk in with this dog and you're working this dog calmly now. Your life will change. People are blown away. It seems almost impossible, but 170 of these freaking seminars, we've got so much video proof. And I'm saying that because you get all these people, but no proof. And all these people saying stuff, but there's no proof. There's people that are doing these reactive dog classes. Imagine this. Your dog struggles with dog reactivity. You know what I say? Come on in. You're going to be with a boy. You're going to be with 20 other dogs and everything's going to be fine. That's my line. And everything will be fine. It'll be fine in five minutes. It'll be fine. Other people, this is not like I'm better than them. I'm like, do your research, folks. Other people, it's like we only allow one dog in the building at a time. Huh? Well, you think at least you'd allow two. Nope. Your dog's got to be able to be comfortable in a car. That's like in the requirements. Could you imagine that? Going to a seminar, leaving your dog out in a car all day long. Obviously, proper ventilation, you know, some water, stuff like that. But still, why would you do that? First of all, that's a risk. Dogs break out of crates. You know what I mean? So that's a problem-solving seminar. We talk about punishment a lot. We teach you how to actually, how to properly apply a punisher. There actually is a proper technique. There's actually a proper way to apply a reward. You can actually mess up your dog by rewarding it incorrectly. You can. You can use a clicker wrong. You can mar use your marker words wrong. There's so much involved. Everyone's worried about messing up their dogs through punishment. You can actually mess up your dogs a lot through reward. In fact, reward is how you actually train an aggressive dog. Did you know that? A reward-based system. No, no, you it gets aggressive for being mean to it. No, it doesn't. It gets aggressive because it doesn't get corrected. The lack of a correction is a reward because the lack of no is always yes. Think about this. Think logical, not emotional. And then we have the training center, which we're at right now. And we do boarding trains. And then we have the training center. Well, we're doing a lot of stuff here. Sure. And why am I sound like I'm yelling? I'm not yelling. I'm passionate as fuck. But also, things are heating up because owners are struggling more and more and more and more. Every day, my emails get more intense from people. You need help. I am here to help you. Listen to the advice. It's free and it works. I put up a great, great picture today of a dog, the same dog whose head I obviously ripped off last year. Well, guess what? It survived because it came back. Read that post. It's on Instagram and Facebook. Read the story. All right? Joelle, jump right in. You can post your comments. People always ask after the show, where do I put my comments? Right below it says post your comments. I'm not being snarky. I'm being serious. Post the comments. If you're watching the replay, I don't see any of those comments. I apologize. If you're listening to me on podcast, Thank you so much. I really appreciate and love all of you. Jump right in. Sid. Hi, J&J. My friend saw the live Christmas with me, and she thought Joelle was adorable. She used to be a bodybuilder and wants to get back into it. So I told her about your Patreon channel. Awesome. Yes. Thanks, Sid. Joelle has got a fantastic Patreon channel. She's actually this, it's, they, her group, her tribe, is in the second weekend to a six-week challenge. Everybody's having fun. Everybody's, ass. everybody's being supportive. Yes. All right? Love it. And just to let you know, if you're watching Sour Cream on Tuesdays, 
We'll give you a pass. Next. I had a Chipotle bowl tonight. You didn't have sour cream on it. Oh, no. Right. Next. I made it fit my macros. Laura. Hi, guys. How would you deal with a nine-week puppy with nonsense in the crate? So a nine-week-old puppy with nonsense in the crate. Guess what? That makes the puppy typical. What do you do? This is what I do. My, I have one role and one role only to stop the nonsense. So that's the rule. Okay. The problem is, that's the solution, right? So the problem is the dog is doing nonsense in the crate. What's nonsense? Barking, whining, biting at the crate, making noise, stirring, all kinds of stuff. That's called nonsense in the crate. It's called typical puppy behavior, but I don't want to hear it. I find it irritating. And I think the dog could do better. What do I do? I take a bonker. What's a bonker? It's a rolled up towel. Look up on our YouTube channel, how to make a bonker. It will teach you that. I will say no, and I will toss the bonker at the crate. Oh my gosh, I heard that's going to give the dog a negative associate. I'm saying these words, whenever I say anything really slow, it's because those are catchphrases that the public is hearing, and it's designed to usually scare them. So how about if I told you that if you did something, you would create a negative association with that something, which is when you wanted your dog to go in all the time. You wouldn't do it, would you? So you're being told that by throwing a bonker at the crate, taking a metal food bowl, hitting the top of the crate, hitting the side of the crate, shaking the crate, using a squirt bottle in the crate, is going to create a negative association. Therefore, as a dog owner, you won't do those things because you don't want your dog to do that. Meanwhile, I do them every day and they work. Well, not every day because we don't have dogs that do that every day. But any dog that we've ever met that has done nonsense in the crate from an eight-week-old puppy to a 12-year-old dog, that's what we do and they all do fine. Every single one of them does fine. But you don't yell. You don't scream. You don't get emotional. Notice how my tone changed because that's how I also train. Nice and calm. I've never seen all of this negative stuff that supposedly happens. Not once have I seen it. Not one time. I've trained over 10,000 dogs. I've done consults with more people than that around the world. We're not seeing it. Mm -mm. We're not seeing it. Why not? If supposedly this happens, why are we seeing it? Well, the study says, F your fucking study. I got a study. I'm doing the work. I'm not seeing it. Next. I don't think we've ever had a dog that we couldn't create. Never. What would we do? We, 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 they have no choice. We, we have no choice. Yeah. I do a great example. I do a, there's a great example on this video today that I'll be putting out tomorrow that proves another point. Next. $20 top chat from Dayron. This is just a very small amount for what you guys deserve, but at least it can buy you a coffee. So, thank you so Dayron, much. There's a couple things. Number one, thank you very much. Number two, we can get more than one coffee. Heck yeah, that's like four coffees. Well, it depends if we're talking days or quantity. Depends if you're talking lattes or normal. No, no, days. That's one day's worth of coffee for Joelle. No, it is not. If I just get one plain coffee, it's like three and change at Starbucks. Okay. <clears throat> just for point of clarification. What day ever have you drinking one coffee? Never. Thank you. Point taken. But I don't buy no. every single one. Uh, 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 I didn't ask for part two. I asked for part one. I don't buy every coffee, guys. 
I didn't even go to Starbucks today. Right? Did we go? We didn't go. We rarely go. Yeah, we didn't go today. You go. I did not go today. Okay. Laura, thank you for everything you guys do. You're welcome, Laura. Sid, what do you call the tables from Amazon for the dogs? Mm. Utility box tables? Can't find them now. You want to answer that? They're called box jumps. Box like jumps. Like for exercise. And you get, four, I believe, four stacked. You get four to a three. I think there's four. I think you're right. Four. And I believe they're about $59 to $79. I forgot the price. Whatever it, they're worth it. They're extremely well made. They're made for humans to jump up on. I think there's a 300-pound limit. So depending on what kind of dog you got. Next. Melissa said good evening all. Hey, Melissa. How are you? Um, don't touch my Ashley said, <laughs> happy Monday, J&J. Zoom this week with the bomb. I love those peeps. Great stories and fantastic information. Yeah. I wonder how, so Ashley, I wonder how Les is doing today. Was that not the funniest story? Guys, I'm telling you, you got to join the Zoom. You got to do the Zoom Tuesdays at three o'clock. You just got to. One of our Zoom people, so if you're part of our Patreon channel on the $10 and up, it's 10 bucks a month, guys. Just put it this way. Last night's Zoom with Les's story is worth two months worth of fucking Zooms. He had the funniest story. He had the funniest story. I, you, Les? He, like L-E-S? Yeah, yeah, Les, yeah. Yeah, he's he he is he the way he delivered the story. He's just like it's just like it's, it was wonderful. It was wonderful. It was wonderful. It was really truly wonderful. Next, Amy. Hi, J and J. Hey, Amy. How are you? Juanita. Happy Hump Day. Hey, how are you, Juanita? Rex, why do dogs lift their leg on humans or other dogs? Rex, I can give you a really really complicated smart answer to make me sound like I'm really really intelligent, but I'm going to give you the truth. Because they do, and they can. That's why. Oh, they're trying to dominate the human. <laughs> uh, it's like, or. It's just a nasty-ass habit. Maybe it's just fun to do. Maybe they're just sitting around going, you know what? I think I'm going to go piss on that guy. <laughs> I ain't going to try to dominate him. Don't know even want to take him home. I don't even know. I don't even own handcuffs or a ball gag. Just going to piss on him. Next. Hannah, I love it here. Uh, thank you so much, <laughs> Hannah. I love it here, too. <laughs> right after I said, uh, after I said uh, prior to me saying handcuffs and ball true. games. She's going to be like, I take it back. She's I like, resend that message. She's actually like, can I move in? <laughs> Alma, my dog was having trouble dropping her toy. I watched one of your videos and started using the command out, and it has worked. Your videos are amazing. Alma, all I want to say is thank you for not just watching but thank you for actually doing. Mm -hmm. It's one thing to watch. So information is not valuable. Everyone's like, information valuable. No, it's not. Knowledge the is power. Is the what application of the information. If information was all that great, why isn't everybody doing great? We all have access to the same information from that G-O-O-G-L-E. But guess what, though? I will say right now, in the last three days, there's less information out there than there's supposed to be. But Alec Baldwin still wants to kill me. <laughs> Oops. Was that not supposed to slip out? Next. He hasn't Guys, been banned from Twitter. 
Knock it off. Sorry, had to get it in. Knock it off. Had to get it you in. You guys want me to put an e-collar on Jeff? Sorry, had to get it out there. Knock it off. Threatens my family. Hannah said, nope, I already read that. Megan, hey guys, happy Wednesday. I love the Teddy and Toto content, giving them an amazing foundation. <laughs> yes. They're, they're internet gold. Dude, those they're dogs social, kill they're me. Social Every picture gold. I take of them, they're like, they just smile at the camera. They so, have like little so, smiles on their faces. So, I I never do this. I never do this. But with those two, I when I take them out for like my my takeout time, mm -hmm. my routine, I fucking just pick them up and carry oh, them. Oh yeah, me too. And I'm like, we're just like we're right there. We're rubbing off. Oh yeah, other. they love I it. I never fucking do that with they dogs. They love I it. I never do that. But I but they also walk on a leash. They walk in a great heel. They know their commands. But I'm like, you know what though. I see you, you know, I interact with you guys once a day. I'm going to fucking pick you up next. Katie. Hey guys, any dog training or behavior books you can recommend? Um, actually Jeff's writing one. I'm, I'm writing two at the same. I negotiated with my ghostwriter literally two hours ago. We went from one book to two books at the same time because my, because the second book I want to write it's easier for me to do mentally, not because it's the second book. It's the idea of the second book. So I think convinced my ghostwriter that if you allow me to do my second book, it'll motivate me to come up with more information for my first book. And that's some ass backwards thinking. <laughs> Guess what? That's how his brain works. He went for it. And it's, but by the way, it's true. Cause my second book is easy. I can do it in my sleep. Next. Oh, so as far as books, my buddy Sean O'Shea does a really good book. Go to The Good Dog Way. The Good Dog Way. Dot com and buy a book and put in um, Jeff's discount and you won't get shit because <laughs> the guy hasn't given me a fucking dime. Oh, I hope Marta's on the show. His fucking Marta, book are you on here? Ever. Ever. She pops in once Ever. in a while. I hope she's on. Next. Come on, universe. Um, Kathy B. Hey, everyone. Hey, Kathy B. How are you? Love seeing you in Zoom yesterday. Kelly. Hi, guys. What advice for a pinch collar on my Newfoundland? I have a boss coming. We currently is a slip lead, but he needs more correction. Yeah, but it's not even about more correction, Kelly. You need more control. I mean, slip, I'm sorry, but a slip lead is really... Okay, I can train a dog with a shoelace. Big deal. I'm a dog trainer. I've got a set of skills. I have a skill set that I can apply to a dog through thousands of you know dogs with lots of knowledge. Big deal. That's what I do for a living. All right? But a slip lead in the hands of an average dog owner, it's very difficult. Very, very difficult. So get yourself a Herm Springer 3 millimeter. Nothing bigger than a 3 millimeter. You might need to add links for a Newfie, but they sell like 4.75. They're massive. No, no. Three millimeter is the most you do. If anything, you have to add links to it. Next. Juanita, how do I get my 20-month GSD more comfortable around kids? Mm. I always get so nervous when people allow their kids to come try to right. pet my dog. He's never around kids, and I notice he seems nervous around them. So so that's from lack of exposure. So a lot of so lack of exposure. So this is the thing. Still do not let kids pet your dog. Please do not do that. Mm -mm. Okay, so. What I always do is I would say, I would say, thank you for asking, but no, you can't. Thank you for asking, but no, you can't. If it's a child that runs up, I've actually stopped children in their tracks 
one or two times I've unfortunately had to knock kids over, not by on purpose, but by me just like abruptly putting my hand out because when they hit my hand, they just go backwards. But it's like, you shouldn't be running up to a dog. Like kid. Okay. Yeah. Who raised you? Obviously someone that didn't know how to approach a dog. So I, if I do not allow children to pet my dogs. Are my dogs safe? Yes, they are. I'm trying to teach a more worldly lesson. Well, Jeff, maybe you should teach kids how to properly, you know, pet dogs. That's not my goal walking down the street. I will do it. I will gladly do a seminar for free. It's not even about money. I will gladly do a seminar, a workshop. A, I will do pop-ups. I will do pop-ups on street corners all over any city with a little sign that says how to pet a dog for free for children. So it's got nothing to do about money, nothing to do about future business. I will make it easy for everybody. But I don't want random children just running up to my dog. I want to advocate for my dog. Next. Um, Michelle P. Hello, everyone. Hi, J&J. &J. Hey, Michelle P. Thank you for the wonderful comment about Joelle today on a YouTube video. I agree with you. and I feel the same sentiment as you do. What comment? You'll have, to, you'll have to go through the comments on YouTube and find it. And I've got the exact same feelings you do. Next. Oh, that's so nice. Mm -hmm. Bill, tips for if you have a dog that doesn't like baths, always jumping out of the tub, <laughs> crying. If you don't have something you can tether it to, also say proof again. So proof. So anyway, so <laughs> Bill, you're probably making fun of some accent that I don't have. Proof? Proof. Proof. Interesting. So proof. Proof is in the pudding. That came up on a lot of one of my posts today. So Bill, man, <laughs> take the dog outside, use a hose. Use to just hose the freaking dog down in the, yeah, in the middle of the winter. So I would go on, I would jump onto some grooming pages and ask for that advice. Some people will suggest putting peanut butter on the wall. So the dog is occupied by licking the peanut butter up and then you're bathing the dog. I would talk to someone that literally grooms dogs for a living. Mm. I barely bathe my dogs. And when I do, it's warmer weather and I literally hose them down. Next. Um, Cody, hey guys, working on muzzle application, using some of your stuff. Dog is fearful with food to place, food to place about into basket muzzle. What? Mm. Um, continue this with food training or switch muzzles. So, I mean, I'm not quite sure what your muzzle you're using. We like the Baskerville muzzle. The Baskerville muzzle is great. You can take um, food. I don't care if it's high value food or not, but we actually train the dog a little bit differently. So on, um, we, we actually get the dog to, we reward outside of the muzzle. So we hold the muzzle up. We use a muzzle, a clicker, and food to do it. I don't know if we have an official video on that, but I demonstrate that at all my seminars. Next. Kim, is my dog collar smart if she won't out a toy if she's not on her e-collar, but will out if she has it on? Or is it a lack of repetition? Yes. Yes. To both. <laughs> and also, have you gotten up to correction level? Next. Jamie, hello, J&J &J from beautiful New Jersey. Found a treat that is highly desired and have been using it to learn place. But now when I go get the treat bag, he runs right to place and I have to coax him off. So, Jamie, this is the thing. No food. So the thing is this. Why don't you use training to get your dog to place? So the way, just the way you worded that was like you found a treat to get your dog to go to place. Why aren't we using training to get your dog to place? Because we can do it without food. Food is the, you, you can do it with just training. You don't even have to use food. Why? We have fearful, nervous dogs that don't take, well, will not take food from us. We have aggressive dogs that if we try to give them food, they'll bite our hand off. 
And then if we correct them for it, forget it. They're not going to take anything out of our hand. It's not because we hit them. It's because we applied a punisher. And they're not exactly like in the mood to eat anything. So use food. You have to just have to might have to use more leash pressure. And now your dog is forecasting training. Mm -hmm. and that's not what you want either. Next. Alan. Hi, guys. Dog was whining in cage without the e-collar on. Daughter was walking by with her laundry. I grabbed her jeans from her pile of laundry. I rolled them up and bonked the cage. No more whining. So, Alan. So I just got a call. Um, if you want, I've got a good connection at Tide Laundry Detergent. They're always looking for some creative, you know, you know, sponsorships. They might want to talk to you. It's like, wash your clothes in Tide. Stop dog whining. Could be a good marketing spiel. Next. Melissa posted the link to my Patreon channel. Definitely, Thank you. Definitely want to check out Joelle's Patreon channel. It is a game changer. It is a life changer. And um, she works very, very hard um, uh, uh, at it. Um, on top of all the hard work she does here. And as far as I'm concerned, hard work. Um, um, at some point, she's been working on it hard enough. Now it's time for like to really start paying off. Next. Michael. Hey, guys. Love the content regarding timing and unwanted mm. behavior. Is there any time that you shouldn't use the no marker before a punisher? Mm. If so, is there unwanted behavior types that would fall under this circumstance? Mm -hmm. I'm constantly correcting nonsense behavior. The dog listens to no, but repeats daily. He's only nine months. Does adolescence matter? So it's not the no that's not working. It's probably not the consequence. It's probably the, the consequence afterward is probably not strong enough. That's the second part. The first part is there are times when the dog, say, is digging a hole in the yard and I just use a remote collar. I'm historically don't say no first. Counter surfing, I historically don't say no. Jumping up on people, I historically don't say no. Um, uh, rushing the front door, sometimes I don't say no. Um, fence fighting, I don't say no. Getting in the trash can, I don't say no. So, yeah, there are some that I don't say no on. Next. Julie, howdy, Jane Jay. Much love from Nebraska. Hey, Nebraska. How's it going? Nebraska's in the house. Julie's a talented, skilled dog trainer. Check out her out. Everybody should go to her page. Next. Alma, the bonker is great. Yes, the bonker is. Sawblade Entertainment. Put that put that on a, um, a hat. The bonker Ex is great. Except for... Um, Stripe won't be able to process the payments for that hat. Oh, my God. Next. How many more tonight? Next. Cut the shit. <laughs> okay, cut the shit. Sawblade Entertainment. First time catching live. Awesome. Channel. Been studying up before I get another dog again, so I get a more structured start and found your channel. I'm just against... It's not a political statement. It's more about, like, the power of, of, of what they're doing statements. Stop. Free speech. Next. Mike, let's Thank talk. Thank you for joining, Sawblade. Let's talk tots. Yeah. Oh, by the way, Mike, those tots that sucked are gone. No, I have. I picked out one serving size. There's another for tomorrow. Oh, is there really? If you haven't eaten them already. <laughs> I counted that shit out. I had to make sure it fit my macros. There's like no fucking tots in there. Yes, there are. No, there's not. Well, somebody finished them off then. Uh -huh. I left literally 10 tots because that's like one serving size. Okay. All right. They're definitely in there. Okay. Unless you ate them. <laughs> you might have. <laughs> yep. It was me. Mike. Unless it was Kristen. Would you stop? Enough already. <laughs> Jeff's going to get slapped tonight, guys. 
<laughs> Mike. Hi, just interested to know what you do differently with a dog that is extremely nervously aggressive and would you use a prong or a remote collar yeah. or both? So Mike, that's a really great question because you know what? A lot of people are like, this is the thing. Let's take out the word nervous and let's just stick to the word aggressive. And that's, let's also throw in the word training in there. So we can either use the word aggressive by itself. We can use training by itself. The nervous part is... Now we're not, we're going under the assumption that the dog's not cornered and you're beating it and it's trying to bite you. Okay. Which that's not what we do. That's not what you do. That's not what our clients do. That's not what even actually, I don't even know people that do that. I'm sure people are doing it, but it's like, that's not the norm. And you don't make rules based on one or two people doing something. You just like, you don't ban an item because a few people misuse that item. It's not what you do. All right. Um, so, yes, you would still use a remote collar. Yes, you would still use a prong collar. Yes, you would still use corrections. Yes, you would still use food to train. The ironic thing is, if the dog is nervous, you probably can't use food, mm. but you can use other tools. That's the irony of all this. You know, the irony of all this is your average dog trainer that does not believe in the concept of no would say use a reward only positive reinforcement only training protocol for that dog the problem is number one these folks have never worked with aggression but number two if they knew anything about dog training and anything about dogs whatsoever they know that a dog that is fearful and nervous will not take a food reward will not take physical touch, you'll actually get bit on that, will not take a toy. Now we have taken all motivational systems away from your training protocols. I'm not just spewing nonsense information. I know I talk fast, passionate, heated, and sometimes loud, but it's like, these are the truths. And then what they do is they say the dog can't be trained. That is what they say. Well, this is like the inside secrets, and I hate to call them secrets, but this is what dog trainers do. They say, oh, the dog can't be trained. I'm like, no, code word for you don't have the skill set to train this type of dog. Because they don't understand the concept of leash training. Good old-fashioned leash training, which does not mean yank and crank. It just means leash work. The concept is not there. It's not in their repertoire or whatever that word is, which I can't say because I ain't all that smart. Repertoire. Yes. Next. Pressure on, pressure off. Yeah, I know. Sarah, yay, rant Wednesday. I know. She's going on some heavy rants tonight. Yeah, about fucking tater tots. That are still in the fridge. Okay. Next. Would you willing to put money on that? Yeah. I didn't see him. Who finished him, I Angelo? I, I don't know. All I'm saying is... I don't know. I counted those out one by one today. I know. Like that I saw. Riley, been making the lives lately. Usually have to watch the replays. Love you guys. Best way to introduce friendly dogs. Mm -hmm. I have e-collar and can call him off other dogs. I just worry for when a dog doesn't match how hard he plays. Mm -hmm. or in Yeah. Or would introducing unstructured walk together with the dogs walking together be best? So I think number one, yes, that's okay. That is a great way to introduce them. Yes. But the play style though is makes it, you could have, okay. So the walk is good. Absolutely. Yes. All dogs. It's a great way to meet them. 
but the you said friendly, but then you went to hard play style. The hard play style throws a wrench in it. Because even with the friendliest dog, some dogs don't like harder play styles. Mm -hmm. So you've got to find another dog that has the same play style, but the play style, which is hard, which I love to watch two dogs rough and tumble, but never lead to a fight. So you got to like, that's a little bit of a negotiation thing with like-minded owners, dogs that you can both control and then keep an eye on it and really understand is like, is this getting too far? And then stopping it with the OUT command, as you said, and then like regrouping and things like that. So next. Angela, hi from Florida. Will you always need to use an e-collar on your dog or will you be able to stop? So Angela, no, you can, you, you can do, first of all, you can do whatever you want to. All depends on what your level of expectation is. You know, it all depends on what your level of expectation is. So, I mean, we we get to the point where remote collars are, put it this way, my dogs have remote collars on it only one time. My dogs are naked. They're collar and leash free. Big deal. I'm a dog trainer. But there's a lot of dog trainers out there that can't do that. But big deal. I'm a dog trainer. In the woods, my dogs have remote collars on. Why? High prey drive dogs coyote and deer or you should be able to take your dog off of you know on a drive and recall you i can but guess what sometimes my dog doesn't agree with that concept so two of my high drive dogs one time each have who have impeccable recall we're talking recall when you grunt they turn and run to you the first time when you stop and walk the other way, they recall to you. When you say broccoli, they recall to you. When you say here, they recall to you. When you say, huh, they recall to you. Mm -hmm. No remote collar. No remote collar on. But when they are in drive going after a deer or a coyote, there is a chance that they will also say, what training? So to me, when you have a dog that is trained on a remote collar to the point of close to 100% reliability and you have a habit of walking in the woods where there is wildlife, why would you not have it on? True. But if you're proof, but if you're every command have to hit that remote collar, your dog's not trained. It is trained because hitting a button on a remote collar doesn't make a dog do a down or a sit or run to place. Do you know what I mean? There has training involved, but we get dogs off of the prompt button, meaning you don't have to prompt every time. I would ask the same question for food trainers. Do you have to give your dog food every time you ask it to do something? Many dogs you have to. Many dogs will only survey enough people out there. Does your dog do a down? Only for food. Only for food, only for food. I hear that all the time in my seminars, all the time in my seminars. Is your dog trained? If I have food, it is. But nobody ever asked that question. When they start down the road of, I'm not like picking on you at all, but I'm just trying to educate the public. You know, and whenever you start a food training protocol, nobody ever says, do I ever get off the food? Nobody ever says that. I'm sure somebody said it, but why paint our stroke comment? But the remote collar, before they even start, the first thing they said is, do I have to always use this? You haven't even started yet. You haven't seen the great results that we can get. Isn't that interesting? It's really interesting. Next. 
Um, Yazarino. Wow, you've been on in here forever. Wow, it's been a while. Do you have a training school for trainers? Do you recommend dog training school in general? If not, what do you recommend? So I recommend, let's start at the last question. Okay, I recommend experience. I recommend getting your hands on dogs, working dogs. Number Then number two, yes, there's dog training schools. Whether you want to go or not, that's up to you. They've got their pluses and their minuses. Number three, we have an internship program and a shadow program here. But one week or a three-month internship program does not make a dog trainer. We have a one-week shadow program. That doesn't mean you're going to come out of here and be like, oh, I went to one week of dog training at Sally Canine Training. I can rehab your aggressive dog. No, it doesn't. No. No, it doesn't work that way. You learn skills. Okay. If anything, you'll build your business through your business advice better. But yes, you learn how to work with dogs. Then we have something called train the trainers, which again is a one week intensive. But again, the only way to truly become great at dog training is number one, be open-minded. Number two, work with lots of dogs. Number three, probably make mistakes because mistakes are not mistakes. Mistakes are information that that didn't quite work. Let's try something else. Next. J-Ron, yes, finally, Rant Wednesday. Is this a thing? J-Ron started it. Oh. I'm pretty sure it was him. All right. It's a thing, yeah. Kathleen, hey, guys. Hey, Kathleen. Hi, How Kathleen. are you? She's part of Joelle's group. Kathleen's like one of the OGs. Yep. She's crushing it. Yep, she is. Um, Melissa posted the link to your Patreon channel. Thank you. Yeah, our Patreon channel is great. Not only do we do our Zoom uh, Wednesdays, which is like face to face, but we also do um, um, content, video content that's up that's on no other thing. Also, we'll be filming most likely, most likely, most likely, most likely. The idea is we're going to film our puppy class on Saturday and just put the whole damn thing up on Patreon and Patreon and Patreon only. Next. Um, Susan, please do a seminar in Denver. So, um, number one, Denver has to, um, I'd have to find a place to do it at. I need to find a place to do it at. Are you cracking your gum? Maybe. <laughs> Are you that person? <laughs> Spit your gum out. <laughs> Spit it out. Go away. Spit it out. I was just chewing. I know that's like radio and TV faux pas. Um, so what is it? Faux pas. Faux pas. F a u x p a. It's like mistake. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, right now I'm turning red. <laughs> so sorry. It embarrass the fuck out of me, Jack. I didn't try to. I didn't embarrass you. Well, don't swallow your gum. I'm not. Oh, I'm um, sticking it, sticking it in my cheek oh, now. So um, I need a location to do it next. Kathy, be the funniest part of it was hearing Les say shit. Why does he not swear? He's the straightest, arrowist guy you'd ever meet. The funniest part was just less. Everyone just remembers. Ooh, less swore. They're all like taking notes. Everybody's just remembering, just like just less saying the story. And he's so even. Like he's even. He's the opposite of me when he delivers a story. Yeah. It's just like all monotone. It's just so funny. But he tells a story so well that you could picture it in your head happening. He's a good storyteller. And, and if you told if you've trained enough dogs, you know exactly what oh, it looked like. Oh yeah. You know, you know exactly what it looked like. Yep. yep. Caroline. Especially when he said, especially when he said he looked over to the wife and she was crying. And the husband was horrified. <laughs> oh, oh, this was, was a slip lead. Slip lead in an 80-pound dog. Yep. Caroline, do the bonk and prong collars work the same for small dogs, Chihuahua, and small terrier under 10 pounds? Well, as far as like, so does punishment work the same? 
Well, a prolonged counter is more than just punishment. Punish, uh, prolonged counter is a great thing for you. Can eat yourself a 1.75. <laughs> 1. 1.75. 1.75 is funny. You're just like, and you're gonna get your, you're gonna get yourself a thing. <laughs> like, like what thing? The thing. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, you guys got any? Um, what aisle are the things in? Oh, aisle ten. Oh, you're right. Spices, baking goods, things. Yeah, definitely something in my eye right now. <laughs> so killing me. Um. So uh, and then a bonker. Yes, you can use a bonker, but it's gonna be a smaller bonker, and you can use a washcloth for a bonker if you want to. Next. A tiny old bonker. Yep. Um. Kitty, are the calls put up on Patreon afterward? Oh, the Zooms? No. No, no, not at all. Have to be there. Nope, you got to be there. They're, they're live. Kim, when training e-caller to a new client, do you have to wait for it to be totally e-caller trained before using it for bad behaviors? Is it fair to the dog if not fully trained on it? So, Kim, that's a great question. So, the answer is no, it does not have to be fully trained. Some trainers will say the dog has to be conditioned to the e-caller before you train a dog on an e-caller. I think that's unethical advice. Now, maybe if that's the way they're doing it, that's fine. See, that's the thing. If it works for that trainer and they're successful with it, they should continue doing it. Truth. That's their truth. That's their advice. That's their years of experience. That's their hundreds or thousands of dogs experience. But mine is opposite. And I'll tell you why mine is opposite. Because if I have a client do a, a half hour online consult with me and they're paying me money for 30 minutes of advice and they only want to stop counter surfing and barking at the front door and fence fighting. Those are the only three things they want to stop. That's it. They don't want to know about obedience training whatsoever. They're like, my dog is obedience trained. I compete my dog in obedience. But he still countersurfs. A remote collar stops countersurfing very quickly. And it's at a high level. And so, yes, it's uncomfortable. But you can use a remote collar for punishment first and then obedience second if you want to. Oh, no, you can't. Really? <laughs> really? Really? We do it all the time. We do it all the time successfully. And dogs, and there's no side effects. How do you know? Um, because we <laughs> train the dog. It it stays here. We see it through. We don't just give advice and say bye-bye. It's like it's here. We see the proof. We see a dog. We, day one. Here's a great example. Here's a wonderful example for you. So we have a boarding train facility here. So we do 10 dogs at a time. We max out at 10. We don't want any more because we wanted, we don't want to tire out the trainers and we, we want to be a disservice to the dog. Day one, the dog comes in, never been in a crate. It tries to break out of the crate. It barks all night. What do you think it gets put on it on night one of sleeping here? What do you think it gets put on? It gets put a remote collar on. Of course it does. It would be unethical not to. And what do we do? We correct it. Oh, at what, working level? No, not at working level. At a high level. A level that says, shut the fuck up. It's two in the morning. What are you barking for? It's at a level that goes, if you keep doing that, you're going to rip out your teeth. And it's $1,000 a tooth. So, yes, it's ethical to do that. It's correct to do that. It's a disservice not to do it. And then we don't training on remote till day four of dog training. 
And guess what? The dog does fine and it shuts up in the crate. Everybody's got this, for some reason, this remote cower is some, some forbidden device that has to be used only a certain way. And it's always the way of that trainer. I say, use it the way the trainer gets the results. If you get results, then it's right. That is true. For them. Got it? It's not the only way. Mm -mm. I know of a very, very, very good trainer who does does not use continuous. They do tap, 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 till the dog complies. I've never trained that way. They get the dogs fully off leash trained that way. We don't do it that way. We get the dogs fully off leash trained. Two different ways, two different methodologies, same piece of equipment, different training styles, same results. I think it boils down to how well do you understand it and how well can you explain it to your clients? Right. If it's already working and then you change to something new, you're going to fumble and it's not going to be smooth training it to your client. Exactly. Exactly. Next. Do what works. Um, Jamie, how can I set up my dog to fail for digging? I would place him in a kennel while I would go to work so he wouldn't dig during the day. And then I would place the e-collar on him and he would just lay in the corner the rest of the day. So I started letting him out all day with the e-collar to get used to it. And now he will dig with it on only if I'm not home. Am I doing something wrong? Yeah, you're letting your dog out of the crate when you're not home. Why would you, okay, why would you ruin success? That's not how an e-collar is. Now, here's a great example. That's not how you use an e-collar. So why would you put an e-collar on your dog and you not be home? I'm not giving you a hard time. I'm not trying to embarrass you. I want you just to think about this. An e-cower is a device that has a handheld unit that communicates an electronic stim to the dog up to a half a mile, some are one mile away. And you have to be able to see what your the dog or at least hear. Like if I'm in if I'm in my bedroom and there's a dog in the crate and I hear rustling around or barking, I can use the cower. I don't need to see it doing it. But when you're at work, the cower doesn't do the work. You have to have a conversation with the dog. But the dog is not digging when it's in the crate. Leave it in the crate. Or if it's out of the crate, you've got to be there to correct it. But leaving a dog out of a crate, man, some people, some people are fine with that. But I'm like, you get close to 100% safety and security with that dog in the crate when, you're not, when your eyes are not on that dog. Next. Nicole, she got the chair again. Did Jeff offer it this time? No, it's become default. So what happens is, it is default. when you do enough repetitions, see, I'm I'm a habitually nice person. That's true. I'm a habitually courteous person. Uh -huh. I'm a habitually considerate person. I just took my boots off, so sorry. So until Joelle tells me that the chair is no good for her anymore, she will get the chair. Why? She's Joelle. Next. Ooh, what's that? Um, $5 from Kaylani. Hey guys, I just want to say all the advice Jeff gave me about my screaming board and train beagle has worked. So thankful for you guys and all the help. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you. Thanks for saying hello. Screaming beagles. Aloha. Dayron, brother-in-law has a German shepherd. The dog hates baths. He goes crazy as soon as he knows he's getting a bath. Yeah. Uh, he does have an e-collar. Any suggestions on how to use it in this so case? So I wouldn't use an e-collar. So I do not have, a, so you're talking to somebody who is maybe bathed a dog less than a dozen times and i really and i've owned up to 12 at once before that's the scary part i don't i barely bathe dogs mm. i don't bathe client dogs that's true and i barely bathe my own in fact 
the only time I've ever bathed my dogs is literally outside in the spring or summer with a hose. That's it. Hmm. If I had to bathe my dog, I would take him to a freaking groomer and say, here, you bathe them. But what you can do, instead of the e-cower, I would use the bonker instead. I would go, no, bonk, now get in the tub. Muzzle up the dog, though, if it's that bad. Next. Dana, third. I don't know why. Oh, because I saw the three. Good evening, guys. Can't wait to see you both for my third seminar in February in Pearson. Nice. I still take home new info every time. Dana, can't wait to see you. It's coming up around the corner. Go to <laughs> jeffgilmanseminars.com. Hopefully it's not cold as hell. Remember last year? We are freezing our asses Ooh. off down there. Ooh, Ashley, keep it warm. Uh, you know what they are, though? In in I've got houses in Sarasota. It's going down into the 30s, I think. Oh my God. Yeah. I'm not sure when. Yep. Amy, can we pre-order your books? No, you cannot. They're not even close. They're not to even that. close. Right now, they're like, no, they're more. The first one is more than conce conceptual. The first one is actually starting to be structured and outlined. Um, so, no, you can't. Not yet. Um, Julia, nice shout out to the good dog. So, Julia, I give Sean and his crew multiple shout outs a day. Multiple. And I don't expect anything in return. Why? There ain't nothing coming. Why expect it? And even if there was, you shouldn't expect it anyway. You should do it out of the goodness of your heart. I only say things like, I don't get anything out of it just to bust his balls. Next. Um, Kiva, my pup is going to see you Sunday. So hype about this opportunity. Oh, awesome. See you Sunday. Is that puppy class? Is that when it starts? It's this um, 17th, yeah. Damn. Yeah, it's coming up. Yeah. Julia, anxiously awaiting for Jeff's books in reverse order. Yeah. <laughs> Jeff can't fucking do anything according to schedule. I'm going to if launch. you give him a schedule, he'll do the opposite. I'm going to launch two before I launch one. Yep. I'll be like, I'm doing the book signing tour, but the books aren't done yet. I'll just sign this random piece of paper if you want. I wouldn't do that. Okay. Never. Saying you don't usually do things in order. I rarely ever do things in order, but I wouldn't have, it wouldn't be that bad. <laughs> Maybe I would fold the piece of paper. <laughs> exactly. Mallory. Hi, I have three pities, all female. Ten years, five years, eight months. They started resource guarding me to the point it's leading to fights. Yep. I went to a trainer, tried positive reinforcement, <laughs> and worked for a year. Yeah. Me being very cautious, exactly. which leads me to finding your page and all the resources you have. Thank you. Any tips I'd much appreciate, but do know I'm watching videos constantly. So, Mallory, we can fix that in about a day, maybe two days. I want you to I want you to watch, and, and, and just to let you know, I'm not, trust me, we use positive reinforcement daily with our dogs, but your dogs are fighting with each other. Your dog should learn the out command, O-U-T, out away from people. Every single one of them should know it. Mm -hmm. So, Joelle... You sent those off to Faith or to Mackenzie? Faith. So Faith. So Joelle's got a um, Joelle's in charge of our social media as well as working full time as a trainer. So Joelle has a social media team. She's a three person team. They're a powerhouse. So Faith is one of the people um, that they can do re remote work. It's fantastic. Um, so the other day, Angelo, who I homeschool, he comes to work every day, and 
he likes to help out daily with dogs. All depends on what they're doing the day, what dogs we have in, how busy they are. But they decided to out with nine dogs, I believe, right? So Angelo literally runs up. Did he run up or walk up? Both. And do they have food on the ground or a bone on the ground? Food? food. So, and they're eating the food. Mm -hmm. So imagine a dog with food on the ground. And some of these dogs are aggressive. There's food on the ground. Angelo walks up or runs up to like right towards the food says out these dogs book it away from him he doesn't train the dogs he just shows up and talks sort of like me with this show but i train the dogs too not here but i can train dogs so he just like runs up, says out, they all run away. He's eight years old. Some of these dogs have literally bitten grown adults. And they flee. That's how powerful this command is when you train it the way we teach. Next. Kingdom Canine Training Academy. Jeff, thanks for the advice. I mostly do hands-off training now and teach the owners right next to them and mm. do video trainings. Good for you. Working well. Like you said, train the people. Yeah, thanks. Kingdom Canine Training, you know, that's, and people, I'm, you're do, kudos to you, buddy. Proud of you. Really kudos to you. So, um, and kudos to everybody that's actually getting results. And kudos for you for just showing up to the show. Um, I really, really appreciate it. So, you know, this is the thing. 50% minimum of dog training is the humans. And what I mean by that is you've got a number one stop. First of all, you have to be, a, you have to be good with people. So somebody was asking me for good dog training books. You should be also reading, spending at least half your time reading books about the human mind, how the human mind works, and then how to communicate with humans. Okay. Got it. That's so important. How to deliver a message to a human that they will be open to receive and how to work with clients that are open to receive. We turn away clients, not because of their dogs, but because of them, because they're not open to receive the information. They're not ready to receive the information. If they want change in their dog, we can get their dog to change, but the dog will revert back if they're not open to new information if they will not change their behavior. So what you can do is it's so important that you understand how people work, how to be loving, kind, gentle, and firm all in the same sentence. Saying things to them that if you said it wrong, they would punch you in the face but if you say it right, they will want to hug you and thank you. Just think about that. Mm. Next. Um, Emily, any tips for training a GSD that when he's wearing his harness that he's working? So if he's doing service work, tracking or something like that, I would talk to your service dog, service dog or tracking um, trainer on that one. Because we don't use them. So ch ch usually dogs that are doing tracking work or service dog work, um, they, they'll, wear, they'll wear a harness or they're doing weight pulling, obviously. Um, or you're taking them maybe swimming. It's a good safety device. Even with an excellent swimmer that you don't want to use a flotation device on, putting them in the harness. This is for open water swim. Putting them on a harness that has a handle, it's a good safety precaution. So you can always just grab them and just hold them up. Pull, if they fall out of the boat, you can just grab them and pull them up. Next. 
Mallory. Oh, and just got my e-collars today. Awesome. It comes with an owner's manual. Read those. Um, learn how to properly fit the dog. Learn how to get a proper working level on the dog. Next. Kathy, for a dog who's reactive to other dogs when on leash, but owners don't want to use an e-collar, any suggestions? The dog isn't aggressive, mm. but nothing stops her when she's fixated on the other so, dog. So, yeah, so this is the e cowers are not an aggressive tool. e cowers are a communication tool. Use them on the friendliest dogs there is. Also, dog reactivity is not an aggressive issue. It's a dog issue. The most intense, the most intense leech reactive dog I ever worked with was a 90-pound Rottweiler who was so excited at seeing dogs, it pulled its owner across the street, went to doggy daycare every day. They don't want to use an e-collar. Now, you have to ask them, Do you, why do you not want to use an e-collar? If it's budget, you can have one for free. Do you still want to use it? No. So it wasn't budget. Why do you not want to use an e-collar? Because you'll think it'll hurt the dog. Do you realize that your overly reactive dog can pull you down and you can get hurt? That it's going to lead to the point where you can't take your dog out for a walk and the psychological harm it'll have to you will be tremendous. Are they looking for results or are they looking for just something that fits into the little box of things that they're okay with? So find out why they don't want to use one. They probably don't want to use an e-coward because they don't want to hurt the dog and they heard that it ruins the relationship with the dog and it's mean to use. It's not mean to use. It doesn't ruin the relationship with the dog. Hurt the dog, the dog is already hurting. The dog is already in mental discomfort and they're probably in physical discomfort. But they can use a bonker if they want to. They can do a good leech pop if they want to. They can do, but they, so many people will be like, build the relationship, have a better heal. That's the biggest line of fucking bullshit I've ever heard in my life. Why? Why can I go to a seminar and get a dog to stop being leech reactive in about three to five seconds? I've got no relationship with the dog and I have not taught it heal. It's called learning how to apply a proper punisher for an unwanted behavior. Learning how to apply a punisher to an unwanted behavior. That phrase right there is all that is important. Name the unwanted behavior learn how to apply a punisher to it, the behavior goes away. That's dog training. And I wish people were that transparent and obvious about it instead of running owners through the ringer. Number one, financial. Geez, Jeff, we've seen your prices. I'm like, yeah, I know, but you don't have to hire me. I'm giving you free advice right now. I've got 5,000 videos. You don't have to hire us. How many people have been on the show already that have said, I watched your videos and I've already gotten results? They haven't given me any money. To that. Like, no. But damn right. If I'm if we're gonna work with your dog here in this building, which is 12,000 square feet, with employees that are well paid, with insurance and expenses, there's going to be a fee. It's called business 101. Next. Caroline, I tell people sorry, my dogs are in training, no petting allowed. Mm. Good for you, Caroline. How are you doing? How's that puppy doing, Caroline? How are you doing? Judge is doing well. We already know that. If you guys have seen Judge Caprio, on, I don't know if he's on. He's probably all over. I don't watch TV. You think he's on YouTube, Instagram? Yeah. 
Well, you guys wanted Rant Wednesday. You got it. It's freaking 7.58, and we're at 7.21 for questions. Was I ranting today? Whole show has been a rant. Are you serious? We've gotten through 20 minutes worth of questions. Why are the questions so long? What do you mean, why are the questions so long? Why are the answers so long? You're ranting. It's Rant Wednesday. You took it to the... I think this might be a record. We've only gotten... Look at 721. Show's over in two minutes. Kim said... You better talk faster. With correction and e-collar. No, Julia. True. Hey, guys. For a deaf dog who resource guards, I'm teaching her out command. However, when she guards things, she looks down at the item. So how can I get her to look at me so I can give her the command? Don't. Don't worry about it. Just yeah. boom. Correct the thought or, of guarding. Or, or, or use your foot. Wave your foot in front of the dog. Wave your foot Ooh, in front of the dog. She's guarding and bite her foot, though. Probably. <laughs> I would just correct the thought of guarding. <laughs> so would I, but you know, I'm just trying to give her a signal. You know. Anyway, guys, let's just throw in my texting community, and that's it. Melissa posted the number. Ready? I'll read it since you fuck it up every you time. One. Join Jeff's text community. One four zero one three four one one nine zero three. All you guys got to do is send me a text. You'll get something back in return. All oh, right. She put it up. Great. Thank you. Thank you so much. All right, guys. Madly in love with you. If Joelle would have talked faster, we'd get into more questions. Yeah, that's it. And um, Joelle, go check the refrigerator for the tots. Okay. Get your ten. I did not eat them. Get your ten counted out. Madly in love with you guys. If you don't know what we're talking about, you got You should be joining our Instagram to watch our Instagram stories every day. They disappear every twenty four hours. That's how the platform works. Madly in love with you, and I can't wait to talk to you guys on Friday. Take care. Bye bye. Good night. Good night.